0: The words we say to our children, regardless of their age, will have a lasting impact on them. I've had a couple of conversations with daughters about guys and uh, their interest in dating certain guys. And I, I leave the conversation thinking, they really didn't hear my heart on this. And a week or two or a month later, I find out, oh, no, uh, Dad, we were totally listening. And we acted on on what you were saying. We We accepted your advice and acted on it. So don't give up, even if it seems like they're not listening to you. Uh, we're going to hear more about how to connect with your children and have conversations or have um, relational interactions, so they really hear you and know your love for them. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting team, and Danny, words, mm-hmm. you know, knack, knack, knack. we can we can have words that don't have impact, but you've mm-hmm. you've counseled so many families. I'm sure you've seen situations where words did go deep and they connected.
1: And I've seen them go positive and negative. Uh, Words can create a ton of damage, but it can also be tremendously building. And I've seen both in counseling, which has been fantastic. Uh, Seeing on the negative side, the destructive, bringing that to light can be powerfully freeing for a person. I remember this one young man, he said, well, Danny, my dad said that I'm never gonna amount to anything. I'm irresponsible. Oh. And so he was surprised when he was finding successes. He said, I, my dad had said I would never do anything. And so he, he slept through his clocks many times. He was getting into uh, alcohol abuse. He was really tailspinning. He didn't think he, wasn't gonna, he was gonna do anything. He was fulfilling what he thought his dad had said about him then on the other side i've heard dads say to their son i heard i remember this one story of a dad telling his son man you're strong and your humor is going to be very entertaining to yeah. people huh. make sure you use it well because it's fantastic and he did he was doing he was using his humor and he actually became a comedian and and uh, our words as parents can create ripple effects that we do not know about down the road, years and years, years down the road. Make sure they're life-giving.
0: Well, we're going to hear today from Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote the book, The Five Love Languages, which is all about connecting with other people in ways that are meaningful to them. And today,
2: uh, we're really going to zero in as Dr. Chapman talks with Jim Daly about the power of affirming words. Gary, you have a great story in the book about a school teacher who asked her class to write affirming words toward their classmates. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, well, they they each wrote affirming words for every other student in the class, and those were then given to those students. And years later, this was in a middle school class, years later, one of those students was actually killed in Vietnam in, in mm-hmm. the battle. But in his clothing, they found some of those statements that people had given him Mm. and they returned those to the family Mm. and the family shared some of those with that teacher just so she would know how deeply that particular experience meant to that young man Mm. that those words, those positive affirming words, he had with him when he was killed he carried them with him yeah. so it's powerful especially if words is their language words of affirmation written spoken sung <laughs> speak deeply to yeah. those individuals
2: and you know that's illustrative of of the impact of a child with a parent's words right yeah. bringing it right back to our relationship with our kids yeah. mm. i mean in their heart they're carrying that note
3: absolutely absolutely
2: yeah
0: i'm wondering gary um, i've observed i have a relative who um, throws out a lot of words of affirmation, so much so that it almost seems a little insincere at times, yeah, and um it's a little odd. Can we overdo it or can uh, it, is there something we should do to make sure we're not you know just laying it on too so thick that they start to not mean anything?
3: Well, I think of course we judge whether the person's sincere or not. And they can be totally sincere in every one of those things, but we just feel like it's a little overkill, you know. I think the other thing that's really important is, you know, uh, there's an ancient Hebrew proverb that says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Negative words given to a child whose primary love language is words is death. Mm. You can actually kill your relationship with a child by giving them negative words, and especially if this is their primary language. Now, it will hurt any child, mm, of course. But it will really, it will, it's like a dagger in the heart of that child. So I think as parents, we need to think about the words we're communicating to our children, because if all they hear is condemnation from us, and they don't hear any affirmation. We're literally killing our relationship yeah. with that child. Mm-hmm.
2: Gary, I keep coming back to this, but um, you counsel so many parents. They come to you for help because they're desperate. And in that context, how does a parent who is in that rut for whatever reason, kind of going back to the dad, hey, you, you missed the grass under the bushes, or it could be even more extreme, right, where there's a constant drumbeat of negativity from the parent, what hook, would you give them if they were sitting on your couch in your office and they were expressing this to you. I just Gary, I just don't know how to get out of that groove. It's what my dad did to me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well I think first of all is recognizing that it's happening because many times parents are not aware of what they're doing until they really start thinking about it. They hear something like we were just talking about, and they say, Oh, I think I'm doing that, right? you know? That's the first step, is recognizing that what you're doing is not helping, it's making things worse. And then I think it's followed by an apology to the child. Maybe saying, you know, I was listening to Focus on the Family and they were talking about a uh, topic and I came to realize that I probably give you far more negative words than I give you positive words. Mm. Do you feel that way? And the child will probably pour their heart out. Mm. That's all I ever hear from you, Mom or Dad. Okay, that's the first step. Now we've got it out in the open. Then you apologize to that child. I never realized, I didn't think, you know, my dad did that to me, my mom did that to me, and here I am doing it to you. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know, and I just want to ask you to forgive me. And I want to try to learn how to see the positive things you're doing because you're doing so many good things and I just want to focus on those and not on the negative words I've been giving you. That's the turnaround, it's that process. And then God will give us the ability to change. We can, we're human and we can change, yeah. we can change broken patterns.
2: And in that, that desire for awareness, uh, going all the way back to filling your child's love tank, what are the adjectives that describe a child who has a full tank and a child who doesn't?
3: Well, I think a child who has a full tank, typically they have a positive spirit, they relate to the parents in a positive way, uh, you sense smiles on their face, children who don't feel loved and appreciated will not be smiling much and they will not be given the parent positive words they'll and if they to their friends they may be complaining about what's going on mm-hmm. long before they complain to their parents yeah. about it
2: if in that context those broken relationships you know the and we know some people that are in this place and it breaks our hearts where their 16 year old son or daughter is not connected any longer may not even be In the home anymore, living with family, friends, or something like that. Uh, How does that parent begin to rebuild that relationship when it's that broken? Yeah.
3: Well, I think it takes time, but there has to always be a first step. And the child has to be willing to reciprocate before you can take a step. But if you Apologize to them sincerely. Let them know you would really like to make relationships better. And whatever opportunity you do have, you begin to affirm them or speak their love language. At that, And they begin to see that you're sincere and you really are changing, then there can be reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and that is the goal. And I think the five love languages give parents a framework to do that, whether it's at the beginning of that relationship or in a strained aspect of the relationship, probably in the later teen years, as we know.
0: Danny, Dr. Chapman addressed the parent who needs to apologize for harsh words they've said. I had a situation with one of my parents where there were some harsh words, and my initial instinct was just, just to shut down hmm. and to say, fine, if that's the way it's going to be, fine, which, of course isn't a godly response. Uh, what about that situation where I'm longing for my parent? This is a hypothetical. I'm extending this to the listenership, not, not my own situation. We had great resolution, Mm. but what about the parent, uh, who's listening to this thinking, oh, wow, I have brought a lot of wounds into my parenting Mm. and there's no closure from my mom or dad. What do we do? Yeah. You want to, you want to stop
1: the power of the words that have been spoken. Right there, right then and there, really. You you want to see the momentum it's creating in the way that you're handling your relationships with your kids and with your spouse and and begin to understand the moments that when they happened, why they happened, but enter with grace. It wasn't intentional towards you. It was a mishandling of emotions and interpretations and most likely set in a moment of stress that at that point maybe you didn't understand what stress your mom or dad were going through, and as they were spoken, you interpreted them as permanent rather than in that moment. And what I tell people and would tell myself this is, and have told myself this, <laughs> is, is uh, that when words come in, you want to look for whatever truth is being said hmm. and to ask God for wisdom. Sometimes constructive criticism is so important in life-giving. You don't want to miss out on that because you think you need to be perfect you want to look at the things that may have been constructive and in the moment you weren't ready for them Uh. and and then build off of that look at what things are opportunities or what words have been opportunities for growth that maybe you missed out on and misinterpreted and then the ones that were damaging say goodbye to those because they're just taking life away
0: Mm. that's so helpful as i think through dr gary chapman and that book the five love languages of children It's not a bad idea to get this book and just think through how you as a child interacted with your parents and Mm. those adults in your life because that has shaped how you communicate love to your own children. So this is kind of a a twofer. You get to go through kind of your history and you get to reset and be positive and and life-giving in all you do with your own children. So uh, with that said, the five love languages of children is an excellent resource. We've got it here at the ministry. Uh, Make a one-time gift if you can, or uh, if you're in a spot to make a monthly contribution, sign up to be a sustainer, a pledge giver to focus on the family on a monthly basis, which really helps us out as a ministry. And as you donate, we'll say thank you for joining the support team by sending a copy of that book from Dr. Chapman, The Five Love Languages of Children. The details are in the show notes and then if you're struggling maybe you've got a wound from your parents that hasn't yet healed and you know it's hobbling you in your own parenting journey uh, give us a call and request a callback from one of our caring christian counselors they're excellent they'll be able to listen to you and uh, kind of share their uh, insights and perspectives they're terrific it's a free resource made possible by generous donors And uh, the number to call is 800, the letter A, and the word family. We'll continue the conversation with Dr. Gary Chapman next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.